When I was a little boy, my dad would read Winnie the Pooh aloud to my sister and me in a sweet, winsome voice that will always be for us the definitive Pooh. Hello, piglet. Hello, Pooh. Visiting family friends in Ontario when my sister and I would awake long enough, bef long before anyone else in the house, my dad would keep us occupied with fantastic yarns of Big Jacques Corbeau, an intrepid but absent-minded outdoorsman who would do things like take his motorboat to the middle of the lake only to discover he'd left the motor behind. The internet reveals that Jacques Corbeau was a villain in the 1942 Gary Cooper movie Northwest Mounted Police. But he was a hero in my dad's tales, all original, all completely ridiculous, and the source of endless giggles for my sister and me. Personally, my dad had neither affection nor aptitude for the outdoors, but that didn't stop him from twice taking me fishing because it seemed to him the kind of thing fathers did with their sons. Not surprisingly, neither one of us caught anything. <laughs> but I was touched by his goodwill. A few years later, we huddled together in the stands at frigid Philadelphia Eagles football games, sharing hot cocoa my mom had packed for us in a thermos. It beat fishing. One hot summer day when I was maybe nine or ten, I telephoned the local bookstore to ask if they had a particular volume in the Golden Guide series, the little handbooks with titles like Stars, Trees, and Reptiles and Amphibians that have introduced generations of kids to science. The clerk assured me on the phone that they did. After walking two sweltering miles to the store, I learned that while they had other golden guides in stock, they didn't have the one for which I'd specifically asked. When my dad found out, he called the store and chastised the clerk. If an adult had telephoned, he said, you would have checked the shelf. But since it was a child, you didn't bother. I felt embarrassed for the clerk, but championed by my dad. I knew he'd always stick up for me. As I grew older, of course, my dad gradually shrank in my eyes from larger than life to his actual height of five feet six inches, which I surpassed by my early teens. But even as I came to see his human limitations as well as his gifts, I never lost respect for him as a father or as a man. He died last November at the age of 86. Today is my first Father's Day without him, which would be more poignant had my father not dismissed Father's Day as a conspiracy by the greeting card companies. With warm memories of my dad, it's not surprising that fatherhood was always something I wanted to do. When I dated, I wouldn't wait too long to sound out my date on how she felt about children. Soon after marrying Julie, I remember getting off the number 72 bus near our home on Aberdeen Avenue one late afternoon and imagining how it might feel to be greeted at the door not only by my wife but also by my child. It was a sweet anticipation. Of course, experienced parents told Julie and me, as they'll tell anyone who'll listen, that having kids changes everything. And we said, yes, we understood, even as we understood and they understood that we didn't and wouldn't. 
Not until it happened. Well, it happened, and now I understand. I understand how to deal with endless dilly-dallies by a child who can invent the wildest excuses not to go to bed at bedtime. I understand what it's like to be yanked from slumber at 3 a.m. by a child who's had a bad dream or can't find her blankie or is thirsty or just needs some comforting. Typically, she goes right back to sleep. Frequently, I do not. I understand what it's like to hold a child in full-body tantrum in a public place as I make eye contact with passers-by and silently reassure them that despite my daughter's cries and screams, everything is all right (laughs) and no phone call to Child Protective Services will be necessary. I understand the saying, I was a great parent until I had kids. I understand what it's like to do my best as a father and know it's not perfect, but it is enough. And my daughter and I will be okay. I understand what it's like to carry a sleeping child to bed, to feel her warm body draped over my chest and shoulder, knowing she is absolutely dependent on me. And then to feel her little hand making tiny appreciative pats on my arm. Parenthood is hard, hard work that stretches us to our limits and beyond. It calls forth fortitude, discipline, and courage we didn't know we had. It makes us better people even while exposing us at our worst. I wonder what I used to do with all the leisure I once had. Though I miss the peace and quiet, the long hours of reading and reflection, the languid weekends and month-long kayak trips, I have no regrets. I trade them all willingly for Lucy's laughter, her mischievousness, her reckless bravery on the monkey bars, her glorious grin as she rushes to greet me, her full-tilt exploration and extravagant embrace of life. Today is my last Sunday preaching until our homecoming Sunday, September 12. During the summer, our worship will be led by outstanding guest ministers and seminarians. Most of July and August, I'll be on vacation and study leave, available for pastoral emergencies, while I recharge my spiritual batteries and do the reading that will inform my sermons in the coming years. Whether your summer is languid or hectic, lazy or heroic, or as most of ours will be, an unpredictable combination of all of these, I wish you recreation and renewal. Wherever we may travel, may we appreciate the blessings of the present moment. May we always be at home in the spirit of love, abiding in every heart. Amen. And blessed be.